Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of your favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Some folks say that Willie Green was the baddest motherfucker the world ever seen. But I want you to hold on to your seat. Hold on to them tight. Because you now get ready to see the story of me. Yes, me. A badass. Don't look So we're back to talk a little bit more about Dolomite. Let's jump back into this plot. Yeah, let's get back into Dolomite. One of the best uh, action flicks of all time, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. No, but it is fun as hell. I, you know, I've never seen this on Rift Tracks. I wonder why they are afraid of this movie. I don't know, man. I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Where we had just left off, Willie Green had come back to his club and found that Dolomite had retaking control of it and taking his money back. And uh, he was smacking his guys around a little bit for, for letting Dolomite get the best of them. Yeah, man. I mean, first of all, that was totally pimp of Dolomite. Like <laughs> he just walked in as, I mean, he owned the club, but he walked in like he owned the club. I feel you know? like, and I feel like three dudes pulled knives on him and he just smacked them all around. Oh yeah, he totally, it's <laughs> like, this is no problem whatsoever. So then uh, Dolomite is back at the karate dojo. Uh, to see Queen Bee and the rest of the Dolomite girls. Yeah. So earlier in the film, Queen Bee had mentioned that, um, which is so <laughs> such such a random and a, such a seventies such a random thing. Yeah. She blew all the money to so that the girls could all learn karate. <laughs> she so Dolomite. You know, like we had said, Dolomite is a pimp, right? And he's got all these girls. He goes uh-huh. to jail for a couple of years. And he's set up uh, while he's in jail. His madam enrolls all his girls into karate school of course now that's the most 70s thing ever (laughs) is to enroll a bunch of hookers into karate school it was totally like i mean it's some tarantino type shit a lot of tarantino bell bottoms and afros a lot of like kind of russ meyer-esque stuff (laughs) in this film it is just a lot of eye candy and 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 like action that doesn't really have anything to do with the plot. I'm karate hookers. I mean, that, karate, that, dude, that's I would, awesome. First off, you should make that movie just called karate hookers. <laughs> karate hookers. That would do well. Dude. Uh, karate Midnight hookers, showings. Karate hookers from space. Yes. Yes. That's, that's that. <laughs> sign me up, man. Now I think we're getting into the eighties. Cause can I space. be the, I'll just be your oil boy. I oil the girls up. <laughs> Give me that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sign you up. Right. Um, <laughs> So Dolomite is talking to Queen Bee and he's telling her we might have to battle Willie Green because he's all mad that they had taken the club back. Mm-hmm. And then there was an exchange between Queen Bee and Dolomite that made zero sense. Uh, Queen Bee asks, well, where did you get the money to, to get the club back? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says his answer to that question is 
There's something I learned when I was 15 years old. If I went to jail, it would be for something big. And I promised myself that when I got out, I'd never be broke again. So I paid Willie Green every cent I owe him. Like, okay, yeah, (laughs) that's cool, Dolomite. Great answer. But it doesn't explain where the money came from, though. So, yeah, they the next scene should have been Queen B kind of like or like, okay, so, yeah, that doesn't answer my question. And I mean, honestly, he did go to jail, but it was for something small, right? Not only did he was framed. No, he was framed. Yeah. yeah, It was for coats, fur coats. It was, it was like (laughs) stolen fur. It was like cocaine (laughs) and coats. Stolen fur. It was like the most random, like they had to just add that coats in to get the, (laughs) get the, like the max, you know? And it was such a set, another seventies thing, just fur coats Mm -hmm. and cocaine. Mm -hmm. That should be a, that should be somebody's like funk album. It's called Fur Coats and Cocaine. I would not be surprised. Google it somebody because I'm James sure Brown it's, it's out there. Or, uh, it's, yeah. Not even not, not James Brown. It's Someone some, lesser. Somebody who like self-produced an album like from <laughs> Alabama somewhere. But yeah, so that had me chuckling. And then Dolomite, then he gets the girls all gathered around and he's telling them that we've got our club back and they all go crazy cheering. And he says, but there will be problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the one of the guys in that scene uh, trained under Chuck Norris. Yeah, dude. And um, there were special thanks on the credits for yeah. thanks to Chuck Norris Karate School. So that's fucking know, awesome. I, th- th- this, th- this is one of the another cool thing about this movie is Dolomite knew a lot of people like around LA and everything. It was the other, inter- did he know him through the entertainment? I think he just, circuit? I think he just was that guy that just knew people, you know, uh-huh. there's always that guy that knows people. That's kind of awesome. And this though. was Dolomite. He just knew people. And he, I, I, in fact, I, so I think he just walked into the, to the dojo or whatever they're yeah. called. And he was like, Hey, you know, I really need to use your can we film in here. Yeah. Can we film in here? And, and can you show the girls a little karate or and something? And he knew that the guy wanted to be on camera. Okay. Like, so, you know, around this time, Chuck Norris was making his, he was just coming up. Yeah. I he was just like. coming up. And so the guy had trained under Chuck Norris. And so he's like, Hey, do you want to be like the next Chick Norris? Can we film in your place? Uh-huh. And you can, and I'll give you a spot in the film. I think he did that a lot. I think it was like, <laughs> Hey, let me film here and uh-huh. you can have a, a spot in my film. I think, he I mean, did definitely a lot. some of these girls were just straight out of the club for real. Oh, like absolutely. Dancers. Absolutely. Yeah. Though you would think if he knows all these people, he would have had a little bit better, like karate himself. Like a little more karate chops. You so, know? yeah, but that would be like somebody teaching me karate. But then again, and, yeah, if I had one week of lessons, I would yeah. probably be at about at Dolomite's I mean, uh, level. I watched The Matrix and I think I know karate, <laughs> but actually doing it on film. Yeah, so. that's true. You got to be flexible, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't take a, a man our age and just say, let's get flexible. Now, nah, there's a lot of stuff that's <laughs> popping and cracking. and. <laughs> um, but so Dolomite's telling all the girls, we're going to throw a big party now that we got the club back and we're going to let you know, just whatever to let everybody know that we're back in business. And then he drops one of the iconic lines from the movie. Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my name. (laughs) And the girls go wild. Now, meanwhile, the shady looking mayor is having a big house party. (laughs) I mean, Nobody looks less electable than this mayor. Like he's the shadiest looking dude in the whole movie. Oh, he is. I'm surprised he wasn't smoking a cigar. Willie, he, Willie Green or Dolomite look more reputable than this guy. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's totally shady. Yeah. They, I wonder where they found this guy just straight out of like, we need the sleaziest looking guy around. I'm not, I'm not sure who the actor was, but uh, so there was a, I guess there was a lady giving like this big speech about how, you know, everybody needs to reelect the mayor. Uh-huh, and how much the mayor had done for the black community. Yeah. 
I think she though just kind of says he's done the most for the blacks. Yeah, sort of like which Donald is Trump. kind of a the and way that, it's phrased is like it made my skin like made my my skin crawl uh, a little bit. Is that offensive? No, I mean no, but then it was also made in the seventies. So yeah. that's uh she yeah she's giving this big speech about how you know we need to he's like a good guy you need to reelect him or you need to elect him anyway. But my thing is how did he get this house? How did Rudy Ray Moore? Oh yeah, the house, this house. It looked like a Hollywood Hills. It was definitely like a man. I wouldn't say mansion, but it was it definitely was nice. a nice house. It was nice. So this guy was working on like a budget. Do you think he that was just someone he knew's house? Had to like, be. Can we shoot outside? Had to be. I, I don't think too. he broke in or anything. Like I don't <laughs> think he pulled Eddie Murphy and broke into the house and was like, I don't think he was that bold. Willie Green arrives at the house in this amazing yellow sports car. What was that? I had no idea, dude. It was so exotic, man. Is it was like, a, it's like it was a, like some James Bond shit. I don't. Is it a Lotus? Esprit? It might have been a Lotus. If or it could have been old, uh, like a, a early Lambo or something. Yeah. Like, it was incredible. It wasn't a Ferrari, but it was something like that. Dude, it was beautiful. Again, Where did he get access to that car? Exactly. You see, Dolomite yeah. or Rudy He's Ray Moore. Like, well, Rudy Ray Moore was a hustler. He knew people. Yeah, man. he was that guy, and that's I think the, one of the things I respect the most about him making this movie is that. He was, I'm going to, he was like, I'm going to make this movie. Like yeah. nothing's going to stop me. Like, and nothing necessarily, doesn't necessarily need to make sense. You know, no one's going to question why is this guy drive one car in this scene and the next time you see him driving, he's driving a different car or the bad guy's driving the same car that the good guy was driving earlier <laughs> exactly. in the movie. And you, you know, know that that was like the, the <laughs> they had that somebody, one Cadillac Fleetwood and, and you they know were using was, it. And you know, that was like somebody in the cruise car too. Of course. Like, like it's probably the <laughs> nicest car that anybody owned. Uh-huh. And it was like, Oh, can we borrow that for this scene? Um, Man, dude, I love this very snooty uh, light skinned butler mm-hmm. that opened the door. Yeah, yeah. And he, I don't know what his deal was. He kind of had his hair permed, right? <laughs> oh, and yeah. he was like, <laughs> Willie Green strong arms him. He's like, Well, who are you, sir? Yeah, it yeah. It was very just, it was strange. I it don't know where they found this duty. Definitely there. snooty butler, very <laughs> stereotypical. Think like, yeah, I love when Willie Green took him like kind of by the scruff of the neck and said, like, You go get the mayor. You tell him Willie Green's here to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Willie Green was, you don't mess with. <laughs> Willie Green, man. I'm surprised that um, you don't really have any interaction with him and Dolomite up until like late yeah. in the movie. I thought his his performance. I mean, and granted, it should be the best, I guess, because he was maybe the most seasoned actor. Yeah, but um, his performance was was pretty strong. Like he had so much yeah. charisma. Mm-hmm. On there. Mean, he's he was, kind of a little guy. Well, like you said, he was the most recognizable actor yeah. in the movie at that point. So, so, uh, so this is actually where we find out that the. Because early in the film, we didn't know who bailed out Dolomite. And this yes. is where we found out that the mayor did it. Mayor did it. Because he, wanted, Cause him he wanted to kill him, get him on the street so they could take him yeah, out. Yeah, he wanted him back on the street so he could take him out. Like, that seems to me it would be a lot easier to do that in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Willie Green was kind of, he was mad. He's like, Dolomite's out of jail and he's, you know, he's messing up all of our schemes. And then the mayor was, as you say, he's like, yeah, I had Pinky get him out so we could kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. I'm not really sure why exactly why they needed him dead. So much easier to do in jail. (laughs) I mean, I got to think if you're able to pull these type of strings. Yeah. You could have somebody do that job in jail. A, B. I mean, he's in jail. He could have just randomly been killed. Right. (laughs) So of course, why would you take him out of jail and and do that? But that, that kind of plot makes no sense. But and then Willie Green leaves and the mayor makes a phone call where he appears to be telling somebody like to hit to put a hit on Dolomite. Yep. I think he's calling like the two cops. But yeah, he's basically. So now he's got, I guess, Willie Green is under orders to kill Dolomite and mm-hmm. the police. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, <laughs> not that it had to be official because they've been trying to do this the entire movie, <laughs> but now I guess they made it official. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you got the shady ass preacher character. He calls Dolomite at the club with a hot tip. He's like, I'll, I'll tell you who's trying to get you if you give me some money. Yeah. And Dolomite agrees to come meet him at the at the funeral home, wherever yep, it is, yep. or is it in the church? Is I think it the it's same? in the I think it's in the funeral home because okay. this is where the two guys pop out of the. Uh, <laughs> That's some more just outlandish, <laughs> yeah. outlandish. Shit. Like he just walks up into the. We're, uh, we're, we're gonna get to it. Um, Dolomite and Shy go to the to the church or whatever it is, and it's set up for a funeral. Or it's maybe it's a funeral home, whatever. And then Shy says she's afraid of ghosts. <laughs> and Dolomite tells her, if you ever see a ghost, you cut the motherfucker. <laughs> I love that. That was I a good line. I mean, the lines in this movie are just. <laughs> and it is just like they almost wrote the scenes just to help deliver the lines that they liked, I think, or something. Or yeah. maybe he just maybe they set it up. And then he's like, what would I say? What would be the funniest thing I could say in this moment? I, so uh, I think this was probably part of uh, Rudy Ray Moore's act. And he was like, let's figure out a way to weave this the stuff into the movie. And so in this room, there's kind of like, there's a couple of bodies and open caskets. And then there was the one closed casket. The preacher steps out from the side and they both act very startled, but the preacher didn't really like pop out very suddenly or anything. He just walked out and and a delayed reaction. They both kind of jump and are scared. And then Dolomite sort of goes and checks him. He's like, why are you trying to scare my girl? Yeah. yeah. Dolomite's always trying to strong arm somebody. And that's what's (laughs) cool about the preacher is that he's like, he's got his two henchmen Mm -hmm. like ambushing him and like sitting in a coffin. That's right. It's like, boom, the two dudes in the casket are alive. It was almost so obvious that they were, Gonna oh, do yeah. That. But why would you even bother doing it? Like this is so dramatic of the preacher to set it up this way instead of just having them be in the room with guns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, maybe the pretending preacher, to be yeah. dead is just so theatrical. Yeah, you know? that is true. <laughs> I, I think that Rudy and Ray Moore and Jerry Jones probably watched a lot of spa movies. Yeah. And if they're kind of like, what would a, what would a, a cheap ass uh, James Bond do? Exactly. Like, and they saw, and they saw stuff, stuff like that. And they're yeah, like, yeah, we got to have that. Had in my that movie. kind of feeling. That's what's so cool about this movie. Rudy Ramore is like, you know what? I want to have this in my movie. I want to have karate chicks. I want to have karate <laughs> chicks. I want to have James Bond cars. I want to have James Bond cars. I want to have guys popping out of caskets and they put it in the movie and they made it work. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. And, and it's they were having so much fun doing it, and there's just such passion that you it just you you just it works. roll with it, it. You're right; it's the charisma of all that, and you can just feel it. You can feel the sense of them enjoying themselves while they're making this movie. So Dolomite had found the the closed casket was full of guns, and that's when he told him, "Ha ha! Well, now you give me my money back, preacher. Or I'm going to call the cops and tell them that you're running guns." But I mean, would Dolomite snitch like that? That's kind of lame, right? I don't think he would have actually snitched. <laughs> he always is just threatening somebody. Yeah, he, yeah, he does that a lot. I, yeah, I don't. Would he have turned him in for guns? I, I can't see well, it. It would have backfired because the police already knew what he was doing. He's he working for the mayor. Whatever. And everybody's so crooked anyway. Like, <laughs> what would have been the benefit uh, of that? After the preacher had the guys pull guns on him, it's just strange to me the Dolomite still trusts him. So, yeah, he tells him what, what the checking the fish barrels down he tells by the him dock. go down to the docks and then dolomite's like what the fuck am i gonna do down there <laughs> and he's like you know you're a 
whatever. He's like, you'll figure it out. You know what to do. Yeah, like you're movie, a professional. This movie is just a lot of so much. You I know? feel like, I feel like I wonder if there were scenes that they shot that didn't come out that would have made it make more sense. I think that every single thing that they shot was in this movie and they cut <laughs> there's off. There's no outtakes. There's no outtakes. <laughs> they cut, they put the, the only thing they cut was the, uh, the beginnings and the tails of a shot. Okay. And everything else made it into this movie. <laughs> And yeah, the preacher told him. A lot of it makes no sense. The preacher told him if you get in trouble down there, you tell him the big man sent you. Being the the mayor, I guess so. But I don't think Dolomite even knows. Mm. Um, But man, when he's down on the docks, Dolomite is rocking the overalls (laughs) and the red shirt, and he had a gigantic like butterfly collar. I mean, it was the biggest collar I've ever seen. Isn't he trying to like blend in? He's trying to blend in. (laughs) He's trying to blend in for like like a traditional dock worker worker wearing a bell bottom overalls. Doesn't he bring Chicago with him? He He had a girl with him. He brings one of his girls. I don't know who it was. I don't remember if it's Chicago, who's probably the best actress in this movie. Yeah. But he then he finds. In one of the dead fishes, he opens up a dead fish and there's a bag of cocaine in it. Yeah. Is it in the fish or is it in the, I thought is it, was, it actually I in the was, fish? I thought it was in that actual fish. Maybe. But, I don't know. I, I can see like, them going that extra mile. He's like, hmm, just what I expected. And it's like, motherfucker, this dude just told you what you were going <laughs> to find though. Did he actually say cocaine? I think he said, you'll find the source. You'll find the supply down at the, so I think he, I I think he knew, I think it was clear what he was talking about. Who keeps $10 million worth of cocaine and an open in a fish barrel (laughs) outside of the dock? Like he didn't like break into the dock. See, and he didn't break into like a warehouse and they did it right in Beverly Hills cop, right? In Beverly Hills cop, it was in with the, in the imported, in the customs, whatever. Yeah. The bonded warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Not the cocaine. But it it was hidden in coffee. I can see mm-hmm. why that you hide it in something that smells strongly. Like yeah, something no, I else. get that part of it. I like that, but, but it was literally sitting outside. Like he yeah. didn't, again, he didn't <laughs> break into the warehouse and had to snoop around, had to avoid that guard that was taking a smoke break. Yeah. He just like walked up. <laughs> it was, there was no security. Yeah, there was no security. He just walked up and was like, okay, here's if this you, barrel. You figure if they're keeping millions of dollars worth of cocaine down there, they would have somebody watching. And he just, if it was just fish, I could see no security, but yeah. And he didn't, they got their whole stash. He didn't, it's not like he went up to the barrel that had an X on it. He just went up to like a barrel. <laughs> the first barrel. The first barrel he saw. Does that mean that all those barrels had fish and cocaine in it? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, it, Dude, I just saw um, Uncut Gems. Uh-huh. Adam Sandler oh, flick really? that just came out. I heard Adam they, Sandler's money in that. Yeah, dude, you got to see that. Okay. It's fucking crazy. That, but they they smuggle in sort of a, an illicit gem mm-hmm. from overseas from Africa mm-hmm. and it's hidden inside of a fish. No way. Really? Yeah, you think they got in, that from uh, Dolomite? I, I don't know, but I guess it's a good way to smuggle something just cause who wants to go cut and fish open and yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, so there's two options, I guess, or that's that the way people that this have shit always really been doing happens. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is or good, Dolomite started this. It's a good hiding place. Yeah. Dolomite I want to think Dolomite invented it. I, like I want that, that to be true. That's the funner story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now we're at the club party. Dolomite's total experience. Yeah. Where does that name come from? Did he have a real club in real life? So I'm not sure. I think around this time he was working for a um, record company when he was making this this movie. He was yeah, doing yeah. his comedy. And I think he had made some records, but you know, we didn't. He didn't have his own theater. We don't think. I don't think so. I okay. think he was probably. Um, I think that was probably a real club. Because, like, uh, like I said earlier, I think that this whole part of the movie mm-hmm. was, was in the ho- hotel. No, no, no. I think that the other stuff was in the hotel. You the, know what? In the Dolomite Netflix movie, 
they reference, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but they reference like, oh, it's an old hotel, blah, 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 blah. It even has an, it even has a dance club. So it might've been that they had a ballroom or something in the hotel. Could have been. I don't get that feeling though. I get the feeling that Rudy Moore. The exterior was a different building. Yeah, for sure. I get the feeling that Rudy Moore was doing like a lot of comedy around this time. In fact, I think that's what helped pay for this movie. He was doing, you know, the circuit. Yeah. And he just was like, we'll just film one of my shows and we'll insert it into the movie. That's the feeling I get. Now, did he do it at the hotel? Maybe, possibly. Um, I I do remember them saying that how they had to clean up a lot of stuff because the hotel was basically breaking down. It was like a crack and it was like a drug den. Yeah. So yeah, it's possible. I mean, yeah, it's possible. Let's let's just go with what the movie says because I can't (laughs) imagine a lot. (laughs) Okay. So at the, at the club, it was just like a dolomite and a parade of other pimps coming in. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. one dressed more outlandishly than the next. Yeah. Furs Those and canes and hats man. and all that. Exactly what, what you expect, you know? I just don't understand the whole drawing attention to yourself. With so the fly if you outfits. were a pimp, you'd be like playing a low key. Absolutely, man. I, I mean. I got you. Because, well, now <laughs> would. Cause you don't want, you don't want to walk down the street and people are like. What about in 1975, though? Probably then too, because I, I imagine the people who were low key are the ones that are a still alive uh-huh. and b not in jail. Now this scene, I think, is this your favorite part of the movie? The the performance part portion? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my favorite part of the movie because all of this movie is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I would say it's the most famous scene in the movie. It's it, to me, it's the one. If you say it, then you're automatically like old oh, Dolomite, right? Uh huh. It was like this extended funk music concert to start with yeah. dancing girls and the crazy ass costumes on yeah. the performers and just the worst lip syncing you've yeah. ever seen. Uh, so there's this one scene where he, they have like, I guess some African dancers. Now, again, getting, going back to Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy made come to America. And one of the scenes in it, in that movie, he had a bunch of a beautiful scene where a bunch of African dancers come out and do the, mm-hmm. this elaborate dance. Right? That was in the, in the first portion of the movie before that was like he left? A, that was like right where Eddie Murphy was going to meet his bride. Okay, yeah. So in Dolomite, there's a scene where all these dancers come out and they do this like really, it's not nearly as many dancers, but they do like this really elaborate African dance. And I, I, when I, I remember seeing it and was thinking, this is exactly like coming to America. See, that's what I'm saying though. Like Eddie Murphy definitely saw these movies and liked them and possibly and pulled some inspiration for his projects that he would do 10 years later. But I mean, how cool would it have been to have Rudy Ray Moore and coming oh, to America? Could you, he could have been the king of the country. Oh, no, or, no, you know what I mean? Or something. New, you need James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Okay. <laughs> like that is, that's giving him way too much too to much. do. <laughs> he could have been like the, the side dude then like the, his right hand man. He could have been like a, I, I don't know. You would have made him, he could have had him running the fast. He could have been spot. Louis Anderson at, at McDowell's. <laughs> he could have been that. He could have even been, who was it? John Amos was, no, who was, who was the, the manager? Was it John Amos? John Amos. Yeah. He couldn't have paid. No, nah, he couldn't have done that either. <laughs> Dude, John Amos was in Uncut Gems. Was he really? And they no said, shit. and they said, it's the craziest shit, dude. So they're on the. John, like Amos from. Yes. And I'll tell you, Uncut let, me, Gems? let me tell you, they're going up to the apartment in the, in his, uh, his mistress's apartment mm-hmm. and his. Adam his, Sandler's. Adam Sandler and his son. Mm-hmm. The son wants to use the bathroom, but Adam Sandler can't let him go into the apartment. And he's telling the son, you know, the bathroom's being remodeled. Let's see if one of the neighbors will let you use it. And he knocks on the door and he's like, you're going to love this guy. 
This guy's an actor. He was in uh, Good Times. He was the dad on Good no Times. Shit. And the guy opens the door and it's totally John Amos. Oh, and man. he says, hey, what's up? Can my son use your bathroom for a second? And he's basically like, fuck you. And closes the door and that's it. Really? <laughs> that was, that was whole, his scene? That was his scene. That was man. a, a sweet ass cameo. That makes me want to see that movie. You got to see it, uh, man. It's so it. good. I'm on it. Okay. It's so good. I, and leave all this in the podcast. <laughs> I'm staying in, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, gonna, where the hell were we? Uh, where were we? We were talking about the, the dancers. Yeah. Okay. Then we got to John Amos. Okay. So then we'll pick up with more of the performance, I guess. Yeah. So what I was, so basically what I was saying is that the dancers, they do a dance that's really similar to coming to America. Right. And um, so, yeah, there, there were probably parts of Rudy Ramore's career that Eddie Murphy saw. I, I can't say that he saw this dance and was like, yeah, do that in this movie, but maybe I don't know. I got the impression that those dancers were like a real artistic dance troupe that did I, tribal yeah. dances or African dances. That's what I get. That's what Cause, I got. Because they looked like, you know, they look like professionals. Like they, oh do no, they, they were, were doing, doing like flips and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. looked like the real deal. Not no, they just were like some dudes that he knew. Yeah, you no, know, they were definitely legit. Again, like I said, I think this whole scene was probably like the most real thing in this movie where they really filmed one mm-hmm. of his sets. And just inserted it into his movie. Now, Willie Green shows up with some of the goons from before. Were they just, I think they're just watching the show to begin with. Well, he probably wanted his club back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was there to cause trouble. Yeah, But he didn't, he didn't start that shit up right away. No, no. He just walked in and was like. he came in. Oh, and then there was the big dancing with the Dolomite dancers. Yeah. There was the girls, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just like doing their thing. Oh, this was the dance I was just talking that about. That was the one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, did they, I think in the movie they called them the Dolomite dancers, which is kind of like a, almost an insult to them because they were, what they were doing was better than the quality of the rest and of the And plus movie. I think there was like a couple of guys too. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, so then Dolomite comes on to do a set or he's, he's going to perform something from one of the records. Yeah. Dolomite has got the wildest costume is on. it is it like a white something that elvis would wear yeah exactly he's got ca- <laughs> he had two capes on yeah, yeah he had two yeah. capes it was like a james brown slash elvis type oh absolutely yeah, like, super, like Liberace shit. yeah like you can throw them all in there and <laughs> yeah. that's, that's this outfit if he went through all the closet and took something from each that's why that, <laughs> like that's a white pantsuit sequence <laughs> with a low cut like like how do people just dress like this back then? Yeah. This is amazing. Like the seventies, man, they were like, they were a whole other level, dude. And that's where I think they were pulling the audio. He did the performance straight off one of his Dolomite albums. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the, the one you like about in the jungle. Deep. Yeah. So that's what I was saying that this, and I, Kevin, I think we should definitely include like a little bit of this. Cause you pull can find some a, the audio, pull some audio off of okay. YouTube. But this is probably, like I said, the most famous line from, uh, this movie like it's to me the one that if you say it you automatically think of of Dolomite hit me with a line so again I'm not gonna say the whole thing but he starts off saying way down in the jungle deep way down in the jungle deep the lion stepped on the signified monkey's feet the monkey said motherfucker can't you see You're standing on my goddamn feet. The monkey lived in the jungle in an old oak tree. Bulls shitting a lion every day in the week. Every day before the sun go down, that lion would kick his ass all through the jungle town. But the 
God damn, I'm gonna put a stop to this old ass kicking shit. The lip syncing was terrible. That's why I feel like they took the audio straight from the record. Yeah, possibly. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't didn't remember that. I didn't notice that. He was so, he was not even it close. Was it way off? Oh, it was way off. Okay. Like seconds off. Mm-hmm. To me, this, this whole monologue that he does about the mm-hmm. signifying monkey is the birth of Dolomite. That's where yeah. all of Dolomite came from. This is how, this is when, you know, when Rudy Ray Moore was working in the, um, record shop and the guy would come in and he would tell stories. He would tell uh-huh. stories like this. Yeah. And that's what yeah. kind of perked up Rudy Ray Moore's ears. Like, Oh, that's a cool story. I'm wondering if I can repeat that. And no doubt you can find this shit on YouTube. Easily sure. find it on YouTube. The Not stuff even off the albums. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. When he finishes his bit and he's walking off, Queen B just straight up calls him Rudy Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she yeah. says, Rudy Ray, everybody. Then she's like, I, I, Dolomite. She was, Dolomite. She was taken out of the moment. Kind of like. Uh, <laughs> well, it was. She was stuck in the thing of they were doing like like they were doing one a real show. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like when uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker called Leia Carrie. When? Why? I missed that. that. I don't know that bit. What movie? Yeah. In Star Wars. In the original? Yeah. After, when, what time? What? After. Um. After he blows up the Death Star and he comes back, okay, he getting out of his. When they're uh, hugging and stuff. yeah, when they're hugging, he calls her Carrie. Shit. Okay. Did they fix it on special editions? Maybe I don't I got know. The, I got the OG. Uh, if you have the OG, he home, definitely though. calls. How do you oh. have the OG? It was like a, on this on the, DVD, on the DVD box set I got years ago. the 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 original theatrical was a bonus disc. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, that's like man. You sell that on eBay for like a million dollars. I'm man. holding it, dude. You got to come. <laughs> I, I'll I'll keep it. But you come over, we'll watch. It. Absolutely, I think J.J. Abrams is trying to get the uh, the original release. Hell yeah, Disney! Come on, Disney. They would so make here, some money, Disney. So, so here's the funny thing: everybody keeps saying that uh, George Lucas is a like all about the money now. Like uh-huh. he did the Ewoks and all that stuff like that, which I I don't necessarily disagree with. <laughs> but if he really wanted to make money, you can't tell me that man wouldn't have released the original Star Wars. He would have made bank off of that. I mean, yeah. I can you imagine how much money he would make if he released the original like Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? Yeah, but I think he was always just probably holding it for one more payday when he needed it. The man's worth like six billion dollars. True, man. <laughs> like how, much money does, how much more money? How much more money does he Disney's need? Now Disney's gonna cash that exactly. in when they're having a slow year. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it for like some stupid artistic reason. What they should do is do a theatrical run of the originals, un untouched. Can you, man? Again, you and then and then when that's done, then just you release sell those on those DVDs or, or Blu-ray, 4K. Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? Like, oh, did I be in there? everybody would be in there like every like everybody's so starved for like good star wars movies now that everybody would go see those movies okay so dolomite goes in the back and he changes clothes and he comes back out to talk to willie green yeah (laughs) this is actually kind of funny they argue a little bit willie green's saying dolomite still owes him a lot of interest on that fifty thousand because he paid him the money he didn't pay them interest Uh which they never talked about willie green says give me a hundred thousand dollars or we're going to be partners. partners. Yeah. yeah. So how do you owe, how's their interest more than your principal? <laughs> I don't know. It's a loan shark in type. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Dolomite says, it's nice to have seen you people, but fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but he does man. it in the, the Dolomite way. Like he, he's like the worst actor, right? Well, you, he stutters all his lines. You take it because you guys. You no, no, I'm saying you. No, I'm saying, you can put some bass in it though. You give it's me not even that. Line. Like I can't do that any justice. Like he's such a terrible actor <laughs> that he, he like. 
he he hesitates his, all his lines, right? So uh-huh. he he I don't I don't it's, I can't I can't do it, it with justice. Such passion that it's still fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I can't Somehow, mo- I can't mimic him. Like I can't explain how this movie works cuz it goes right, against man. all logic. It makes no sense. It's like it's it's absolutely the bad movie that you just cannot like I can't cut this and off, right? And it's so right? damn lovable. Yeah, yeah. I don't you're right. I don't get it either, man. Okay, well, looking at the clock, this is probably a good time to leave off here uh, with Dolomite having just insulted Willie Green because shit's about to pop off in in the club and uh, it's going to be just a race to the finish of the movie. So we'll leave it there for this week, but we'll be back with a whole lot more next week. We'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.